This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to another season of WHL This Week. Puck drops in a brand new season this weekend, and we'll get our new season of the WHL radio show underway. Ahead, WHL Commissioner Ron Robison will leave his post at the end of the season. He'll join us in moments as he looks back and looks ahead. And some star power on this week's show. He's projected to be an NHL first-round pick this summer. We catch up with Spokane Chiefs forward Berkeley Catton. First up. This will be the 24th and final season in the WHL for Commissioner Ron Robison. As always, he kicks off our first edition of WHL this week on the phone from Calgary. Uh, Ron, when I say this is your last year, uh, what comes to mind first and foremost when I say that phrase? Well, first of all, it's been an honor and a privilege to serve as commissioner of the league for this length of time. I've been very fortunate to uh, tremendous support from our member clubs, the Board of Governors, our executive committees, and, and the Canadian Hockey League. And uh, I've really enjoyed uh, every moment of it, And, uh, and uh, but look forward to, to having the opportunity this season to see many of my friends across the league as I, I travel from uh, centre to centre. I was just thinking back the last, let's say, five to ten years has provided certainly a lot of obstacles uh, and and difficult uh, decisions and and difficult uh, scenarios here. How do you think uh, the league has been able to maneuver through everything? Well, I think it's a credit, again, to our ownership and our clubs and certainly our fan base and players uh, in particular as we worked our way through the COVID period, which was extremely difficult on everyone, of course. Everyone was impacted in one fashion or another. Uh, to come out on the other side and be in a, in a good position moving forward, I feel very optimistic that we're positioned very well for growth in the future and and um, to really build on what's most important, and that's providing the best possible experience we can for our players. Yeah, player experience, would you say that's one of the, the legacies you hope to leave behind, Ron? Well, I think it's something we can all take great pride in. Again, our clubs deserve the credit. They're the ones who do the work on the ground and make sure that the player experience meets the expectations of the league. But I think the standards that we've set have really helped the um, the player experience overall. And when you start looking at our scholarship program and how that benefits the players to the facility improvements we've made over the years, uh, to the overall environment that we offer, I think it's second to none, and it's uh, it goes to show you that uh, I think we built in every respect a world-class league. Before we look ahead to this season, I want to quickly look back, and uh, one player who, uh, it was a short stay, but a great stay was Connor Bedard, and just what he did for not only the Regina Pats organization, but a, but a league as a whole. Uh, Connor's moved on now to the NHL, but uh, your thoughts on his time in the Western League and, and what it's done for the league moving forward? Well, I think you can make a strong argument, and I don't think anybody would really dispute it, that there's never been a player who's had the impact that Connor Bedard had in our league. Um, he was just a tremendous ambassador for the league, both on and off the ice. Uh, his performance on the ice, of course, we all witnessed it was, and we marveled at his skill level and and uh, <clears throat> how he developed over his three seasons in the league. And I just think, uh, you know, we've we've been very fortunate to have a player of his caliber and comes from an outstanding family and he's a great person and we wish him the best of luck as he enters the NHL this season. So many electrifying nights in that second half, you know, that entire BC swing that the Pats were on and then late in the season, some of the games at the Saddledome uh, and some of the bigger centers uh, was fantastic. Uh, It all culminated with the uh, 2023 Memorial Cup presented by Kia in Kamloops. I know you were there for uh, most or all of it. Uh, Your reflection on that event uh, held back in the last week of May and in June. 
Well, it was a tremendous event and a testimony to the great fan base in Kamloops and the wonderful job the Kamloops Blazers and the community uh, did in, in organizing this event. It was arguably one of the best Memorial Cups we've seen in many, many years. And, and I think when you look at it, although the results on the ice were what we were looking for, uh, you know, our teams were very competitive and it could have gone either way. So I think it's just an outstanding event and uh, credit to the Kamloops Blazers organization. 2026 is when it comes back to the WHL. We're seeing the Memorial Cup go to Saginaw, Michigan this year in the OHL, and perhaps that opens up the door for some of our U.S. markets to go after this great event in 2026. Yes, we've uh, certainly been very pleased that the Canadian Hockey League has agreed to open the um, event up for opportunities for all of our teams, including our five and six now U.S.-based teams. And consequently, uh, we're looking forward to that opportunity for many of the U.S. teams to to consider bidding next time around. And and I think it just uh, there's many markets there, of course, as we all know, that are tremendous markets uh, in the Western Hockey League and their member clubs, and they deserve that opportunity. At the same time, we've had great success in Western Canada with our hosting of games uh, with the, the Memorial Cup in, in major WHL centers. And uh, we look forward to a very uh, interesting bid process uh, come 2026. It's always very exciting. Uh, speaking of U.S. markets, there is a new one as the Winnipeg franchise has relocated to Wenatchee, which is right smack dab in the middle of Washington State. It looks like uh, from a travel perspective, it's great for the conference. It does a few other things here, Ron. Uh, your take on Wenatchee and the job they'll do with that franchise. Well, I think first and foremost, Wenatchee, as you mentioned, in central Washington is a, is a perfect fit from a logistics point of view. It's really easily accessible by all of our markets in the U.S., and so consequently it's a nice addition to our U.S. division, and arguably our U.S. division has been <clears throat> really a highlight for us over the years in, in how it's developed and a strong presence in the Pacific Northwest, and we think Wenatchee will be a great addition. Um, they're going to have a very, you know, very good team when you look at the, to the players that they've attracted from Winnipeg to begin the season, and uh, I think there will create a lot of excitement in the Western Conference. The big benefit, of course, is the fact that uh, we've been looking for a way to balance our conferences. We now have 11 teams in the Western Conference and 11 in the Eastern Conference, and so from a playoff perspective, it'll be balanced across the board, which we're really looking forward to. A new initiative this season that everyone involved in the WHL went through uh, is online training. It's called Respect in Hockey. Uh, It's very thorough, uh, several uh, different sort of uh, workshops. Let's talk about the motivation to bring this in and educate uh, players, coaches, league personnel and such when it comes to Respect in Hockey. Well, we're very committed in the Western Hockey League to provide a safe and positive environment at all times for our players, and our teams have really um, uh, supported the, this initiative. It's an important initiative. Uh, respect in hockey in two forms. One, our online education, which we've developed in, in, in conjunction with, with the Respect Group and with the Canadian Red Cross. And then, of course, our Respect Champion workshops, which really give the opportunity for players and our staff to continue the conversation about the importance of maintaining a very positive environment. So we believe this is a, we're at the leading edge of this in the, in the industry today, and, uh, and we are looking forward to extending this into uh, minor hockey programs programs throughout Western Canada as well. We do this interview on the eve of a brand new WHL season. Just want to get your take on opening weekend now that it's here and uh, we see a full slate of WHL games back uh, here to kick off the season. 
Well, I think we're extremely excited about the young talent in our league, and we mentioned about Connor Bedard last year, but you kind of overshadowed a lot of really good young talent throughout the, the Western Hockey League, and uh, we're excited about the fact that there's another great group of players to watch, so the skill level has never been as good as it is out there today, and uh, we're uh, it's obviously going to lead to a very competitive season across uh, all four divisions in the Western Hockey League. Well, Ron, I want to wish you a great, fantastic final season in the WHL. Uh, 24 years now as you take a well-deserved uh, break uh, after all the work you've put in over the years here. Uh, thanks for quarterbacking uh, the, uh, the entire WHL, and uh, best of luck in whatever's next for you, okay? Thanks very much. Appreciate it. In the corners and around the boards, the WHL This Week Radio Edition. One of the featured players across the WHL this season will be a former first overall pick in the WHL Prospects draft. Berkeley Catton is now into his draft year and poised to lead the Spokane Chiefs back into the postseason. He joins us on the line to get the brand new season started. Berkeley, you got to be excited. I know you had a busy summer with uh, the Holinka Gretzky uh, tournament in Slovakia, but uh, to drop the puck in a brand new season, how are you feeling? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, like you said, it's been a long time since we've I've worn a Chiefs jersey for regular season games. So, yeah, uh, me and all my teammates just can't wait to get started. You know, we we chatted when you were the first overall pick in the WHL by Spokane. It's been, you know, you've basically had now two years around the WHL. How's the whole transition gone for you now as you get set for a pretty big draft year uh, personally for yourself? Yeah, I mean, every year when I came in when I was 15, you know, I didn't really know much. And then, last year 16 and then this year 17 i've just you know over the years kind of got more confidence with with each year than you know being a leader and stuff kind of stepping up a little bit more as the year go years go on so no it's been really good and i've learned lots and i'm eager to learn more so yeah you mentioned being a leader uh, all of a sudden uh hockey canada puts the c on your jersey uh this summer for the helenka gretzky and uh, lo and behold you lead them to a gold medal what was that experience like playing internationally for canada in a leadership role like you had yeah it was such an honor uh, when they kind of said i was the captain it was a it was a shock i was kind of at a loss for words but no, there's everyone on that team was was so awesome on and off the ice, so it made my job really easy. And everyone on that team was a leader in their own way. So, yeah, it was pretty cool to wear this. Obviously, to win and and raise that cup first was such an honor. I just watched the video. Uh, you yeah, you got your hands on it first. You you raised it up there uh, after a thrilling win over Czechia uh, in overtime. Let's go back to that game. Malcolm Spence sort of made a great individual play. Uh, where were you? Were you on the ice? Were you on the bench? Take me through it. Yeah, I was I was on the ice. Um, kind of just he. There wasn't much time left in overtime. Maybe like ten seconds or something. And he kind of poached the guy and got a breakaway. And then I think everyone, including the goalies, were so tired that <laughs> that uh, he just kind of beat him and put him in the net. And then from there, I kind of blacked out for about five minutes. And then I kind of remember lifting the cup again. So yeah, that was. Cool quite the moment you have to think you know like that's the first step to sort of you know getting on hockey canada's radar and, and down the road you know there's world juniors right the big tournament you wore the seas so obviously you're thinking hey if i can continue on the path that i'm on you know maybe i can captain canada's world junior team down the road too yeah um for sure i mean that's that'd be a pretty cool experience not looking too far ahead but yeah that would be unbelievable 
Let's talk about Spokane. And before we talk about the Chiefs and the expectations, this is a big year for you. There's no real hiding behind it. Uh, You're projected to be an NHL first-round pick. It is your draft year. That can come with added pressure. Uh, How do you think, Berkeley, you're you're dealing with everything so far? You know, I I mean, yeah, I would be lying if I said there wasn't a little bit added pressure. But at the end of the day, once you're on the ice, I think it all kind of goes away. It's the same game you've been playing since, you know, ever since – I can't remember, so not nothing too big. I think just yeah, like I said, once you're on the ice, it all kind of goes away, and just playing the game you playing the game you love. So, Chiefs went out and acquired uh, some help, maybe some help for you, uh, Connor Roulette, uh, a former Seattle Thunderbird who was uh, traded to Saskatoon, now was a 20 year old in Spokane. Uh, sounds like perhaps he plays with you, and maybe you get Speedy Chase Berthelet beside you as well. Uh, yeah. That could be a pretty potent top line uh, in Spokane. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, our chemistry seemed to be really good, so uh, lots to look forward to. Then with Connor, too, he's had lots of playoff experience with Saskatoon. They're pretty deep run last year, and then obviously Seattle there. So, I mean, I think looking into the future, that's something that's going to help us out a lot as we kind of have playoff aspirations this year. As we speak, it's the season opener in Kamloops this weekend. You're also uh, into Everett. You'll start on the road before getting a chance to play at home. How are you guys going to use this opening weekend to uh, launch yourself into the season, Berkeley? Yeah, I think it's just about always looking forward. I think, you know, starting off early, there might be the odd bad shift or even bad period. So, you know, not to dwell on it too much. Our systems and stuff are still new to lots of guys, so just keep moving forward and having a really positive weekend and just learning lots about each other and how, how we're going to play and how this year is going to turn out for us. And I have to say, when you get back on home ice, I know the Chiefs missed the playoffs last year, but you would never know that from watching the fan support in Spokane. As a first-year guy in the league last year, what was that like to play in front of a couple of madhouses uh, throughout the season? And we know how things can get in the Spokane arena, but as a young guy last year, what was that like? Yeah, our fans are just just the best, honestly, in my opinion. You know, they're always supporting you. If you're having a good game, they're obviously rooting and stuff. But even when it wasn't going well for us last year, they were still there supporting us. So this year we obviously are going to have a great year as we all kind of come into this. So um, they're going to help us, and, yeah, we can't wait to play in front of them. Yeah, that's coming up here down the down the pipe for sure. Last question. Uh, we talked about Spokane missing the playoffs last year, sort of a restructuring year under general manager Matt Bardsley. Uh, what are the expectations this year? You're still playing a very good and deep U.S. division. Berkeley, what are the Chiefs talking about as far as what they want to accomplish? Yeah, I think, you know, kind of you're talking about Matt. They're looking at his track record. It's kind of been similar throughout, and he always finds a way to kind of build his teams back to to victorious teams. So I think this year it's just another building block. And I think we have the the guys on the team to, you know, do all the damage in in our division that's so strong. But still, I think we have the guys to, you know, to do it. So it's it's lots to look forward to for our team. And obviously our fans, too, like I was saying before. Berkeley, great to touch base with you to kick off a brand new season. I want to wish you the best of luck uh, all year long and then leading into the NHL draft this summer. Have a great season, and thanks for uh, kicking off our first episode of WHL this week. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're listening to the WHL This Week Radio Edition.
Well, he could be the next one in the WHL, and he's only still 15 years old, and he'll be that way until December. Medicine at Tigers young forward Gavin McKenna joins us on the line, getting set for his first full season in the WHL. Now, he played 14 games last year with the Tigers as an underager, uh, but joins us here for WHL this week. Gavin, you got to be super excited. A full-time player now with the Medicine at Tigers. You got your feet wet last year in that stretch of games here. How are you feeling as we get set to drop the puck oh yeah super excited um can't wait to get it going you know after all these weeks of camp or whatever you know kind of just prepares you and gets you ready and then just you know you just it's all building up to this and so we're all super excited and you know the team in front of us that we got uh, it's going to be a super exciting year for sure so Looking forward to it. I know it was a longer off-season there in Medicine Hat, uh, but you took full advantage of it here. Sounds like you got around in the off-season and uh, saw some different parts of of North America, uh, all in the name of training and and getting ready for a new season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was in Michigan, uh, back home in Whitehorse, Kelowna, and Vancouver. Um, Most of the time I was with uh, my agency and a couple guys in my agency, but, you know, it was definitely a good summer. like prepared me uh, pretty good for the season, so yeah, really looking forward to it. Okay, so you were over a point a game player last year uh, when you were an underager in the WHL. So, what was your experience like? Were you like this is easy, or how are you approaching uh, this season now? And what is your 16 year old season? But as mentioned, you're still 15 years old. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I wouldn't say it was easy, but you know, um, I got to give lots of credit to my line mates. Um, Honestly, they they probably made it the most easy for me. Um, you know, they uh, made me feel comfortable and everything. And then the, uh, Tyler McKenzie is probably one of the hardest workers um, I've ever met. And then Brendan Lee, um, he was a twenty, and he just made me feel comfortable. And then, yeah, you know, I think that just kind of gets me ready for this season. Um, you know, they kind of showed me the ways and whatnot, uh, just like all all my teammates did. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely definitely good for me. You probably get asked about your hockey roots quite a bit. I mean, you see Whitehorse beside your name uh, in the Yukon, and that always draws attention here. So what's that like? What was that like growing up uh, in the Yukon, then heading to Kelowna to Rink Hockey Academy, and now in the Western Hockey League? Tell me about your journey, Gavin. Yeah, it's been super cool. Um, I've met so many unreal people uh, through the years, uh, made friends at all have for a lifetime and then obviously in Whitehorse just having all the support uh, behind me from the territory it's been unreal Um, and then yeah just you know being all over the place like for tournaments and stuff getting to see all these new places um, it's been uh, unreal and I'm super grateful for it. I'm sure the name Dylan Cousins comes up a lot. He went through the Western Hockey League uh, route and, of course, ended up in Buffalo, just signed a massive contract extension for seven years and $50 million. Uh, do you hear his name a lot, and, and do you know Dylan? Yeah, um, I do. I trained with him this summer back in Whitehorse, and then I've grown up with his brother, Luke Cousins, who's going to be probably coming into the dub here. Uh, so I, I definitely know him. Uh, great guy. Uh, you know, just watching him in the gym, he's such a hard worker and it kind of shows um like obviously with his the stuff he's doing in the nhl um so yeah he's a great guy a great role model and yeah 
Earlier on the show this week, we had Berkeley Catton, and you share something with him, of course, as being fellow first overall selections in the WHL prospects draft. What's that like to be first overall? Does it bring any added pressure as you go through a WHL season? Uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, you definitely try not to think about it. Um, you know, just take it game by game, and, uh, you know, I think you'll do good. But, yeah, it's definitely cool. Um, you know, there's lots of obviously big names who are first overall so you know it kind of pushes you to kind of live up to the hype I guess um and yeah it's it's definitely cool for sure the craziest part about this all is that you're a late birthday and you're not draft eligible until 2026 which is a long ways away are you looking at that as a positive or a negative um definitely positive for sure uh just kind of gives me more time to develop um, as a person and a player. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely good. Um, you know, it kind of, you know, some people would take it kind of like, you know, it doesn't, like they would take it this year, maybe not like like a big year, I guess. But, you know, I'm going to try to take this as a big year for me. Um, you know, even though I got three years, I'm going to take every year and give my best every year because, um, Every year counts, and, you know, our goal as a team here is to win a championship, so I'm going to do what it takes to win that championship for the team. I think you're on a, an up-and-coming team there in the hat here for sure uh, under head coach uh, GM Willie Desjardins. Did you have your own welcome to the WHL moment? Maybe it was after the draft. Maybe it was last year during a game. Was there a special or different moment that, that you know, stands out for you, Gavin? Probably, yeah. Just like the intense practices um you know like it's just such a big step up you know i was 14 coming in here and then practicing with 20 year olds i was definitely a little nervous but you know obviously the team made me feel comfortable but yeah the practices are intense and just everything about it's intense it's so professional um and then yeah you know one of the coolest things was probably the i got to play twice against bedard and he obviously sold out uh the building twice in medicine hat so that was definitely unreal. Um, and then, yeah, I got to play at the Saddle Dome last year, too. Uh, that was such a cool experience. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just obviously looking forward to, you know, kind of going everywhere, doing the BC road trip this year, getting to see all those rinks. And, yeah, just kind of getting ready and super excited for everything. Yeah, that's great. When you play against Connor Bedard, are you taking special notice of how he carries himself or how he is on the ice or certain things he does? Like, are, how, how much did you pay attention to him in those matchups? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he's just such a confident player. Um, you know, you our whole like, kind of thing was don't let him shoot the puck. So, you know, you kind of got to key in on him a little bit. And then, uh, you know, he's just, unbelievable guy off the ice like you see in all of his interviews he never really talks about himself he always tries to talk about his team or whatnot um so he's an unreal guy but and he's obviously an unreal player so it just makes him that much better of a person great stuff well hey we look forward to this gavin uh it's a big year here for you but again not tra- not nhl draft eligible until 2026 have a great season uh in medicine hat and we'll see you when you roll through bc here later on this season thanks for doing this yeah for sure thank you very much from the drop of the puck to the Ed Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition.
A total of 126 players eligible to compete in the 2023-24 WHL season are taking part in NHL training camps this week. Each of the 22 WHL clubs will send at least two players to NHL training camps, with the Seattle Thunderbirds leading the way with 14. The Kamloops Blazers, Portland Winterhawks, and Wenatchee Wild will all send 10 players to camps, while the Moose Jaw Warriors and Tri-City Americans are both featured seven times on training camp rosters. In all, 31 one of the 32 NHL teams will welcome at least one current WHL player. The Calgary Flames feature the most WHL attendees with nine, followed by the Minnesota Wild with eight. Edmonton Oilers and Nashville Predators have invited seven players each. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to our guests this week. Enjoy opening weekend of the 58th WHL season, everybody. It's good to be back. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening.